Hello and welcome. I am your host, Stella Long, and today you will be listening to Collective Connection. I will be discussing the book Undrowned by Alexis Pauling Gumps. Alexis Pauling Gumps is a queer black marine biologist who uses her book to explore the connections between black feminism and marine mammals. Her book also changes the cold, disconnected language usually associated with scientific hypothesis and observation. She uses meditative language in her book to inspire a connection between the reader and the marine mammals she researches. The main chapters we will be talking about today are chapters 4, 10, and 12. In chapter 4, Gumps explores the ways that intergenerational practices in marine mammals result in certain evolutionary characteristics. She then connects this to human evolutionary responses to trauma. To start off our discussion of chapter 4, I will be reading the two first paragraphs of chapter 4. 4. Practice. What are the intergenerational practices that generated dorsal fins and some dolphins and whales? What experience-based wisdom resulted in the ever-expanding spines and blubber of bowhead whales or the adaptation of sideways-swimming river dolphins? What did the blue whales know that lets them fast all day and seeing across the planet? I believe in the possibility of dorsal or stabilizing practices in our own lives. I am committed to the development of backbone and core muscle in the crooked life of at least one person with scoliosis. We can cultivate practices for finding each other in a shifting world. We can each create an intentional approach to what we take in and put out. What are the intergenerational and evolutionary ways that we become what we practice? How can we navigate oppressive environments with core practices that build community, resistance, and and more loving ways of living? In chapter four, she articulates the idea of a collective and interpersonal feeling of um, communal connectedness. This goes against the ideas that we are taught throughout our whole lives about every man is for himself and the only person there to help you is you. And this chapter is there to tell you that, no, you are connected to everything and everyone around you, and you should tap into your community for help in the oppressive environments that we all live in. The next chapter we will talk about will be chapter 10. In chapter 10, she talks about the way marine mammals live in captivity and what negative impact that has on their life, and how we as people are confined in the same way. In this chapter, she talks about Amazon River dolphins and how poorly they do in captivity. The reason that they do poorly in captivity is because of sleep deprivation. They're constantly in in an unsupported place. In her book, she says, And although scientists have not intensely observed or studied the sleep of Amazon River dolphins, Some believe that the slope in the riverbank is a resting place that supportively holds Amazon River dolphins while they are sleeping, unlike ocean dolphins who sleep in the middle of the water without the support of the edges of land. She then says, Is a lack of supportive boundaries impacting your sleep? Could we, the restless, the overworked and underslept, the one-eye-open-weary sleepers, activate kinship through the dolphin adaptations that we already learned in order not to drown here? 
Could we imagine a world where all we where we all are safe enough to sleep held in the arms of the river, and her mothering flow supported by the boundaries we need to fully rest? I want that for you. I want that for me. All this time I have been half awake. I have been dreaming of a world that could deserve you. In this chapter, she articulates again the feeling of communal interconnectedness and how tapping into your community helps in a unsupportive world and that people should tap into that for help. We will now be moving on to the last chapter, chapter 12. In chapter 12, she talks about how marine life is affected by capitalism in restricting ways and how people are also restricted by it. I will be reading some paragraphs from her 12th chapter and capitalism. She starts off by saying, let me be clear. The actual suffering and endangerment of marine mammals on the planet right now is caused by the extractive, destructive processes and consequences of capitalism. The meditations in this section look at the vaquita and the Atlantic right whale, which are on the brink of extinction because of the commercial fishing industry finds it expensive and inconvenient to change the practices. We look at the fate of the striped dolphin and Greece's attempt to save its economy by allowing dangerous oil drilling in their habitat. We pondered the, string, the strange state of the world where impoverished, impoverished individual fishers actually kill marine mammals because they perceive them as a th threatening as threatening competition in a fishing market where they already can't compete. These are all examples of what capitalis capitalism means on an interspecies scale. At the same time, this section uplifts a former lobsterman who risked and saved his life as part of a crew of people who untangle right whales from deadly nets and an indigenous-owned fishing company that is actively fighting against the extinction of the New England white front dolphin. Throughout her whole book, she talks about the communal interconnectedness that we all have. But in this chapter, she specifies the interconnectedness we have with all species because of capitalism. Capitalism is something that all species on the planet have to deal with and face the consequences of. If you are an anti-capitalist like me, I highly recommend this book to understand the interconnectedness between us and everything else on the planet. Thank you for listening to Collective Connection. I am your host, Stella Long. Have a good day.